Good evening, everybody. Uh, Luke chapter 18, if you wanted to turn in your Bibles and start with me there. Um, that's working all right by the sounds of it. He gave me a special microphone that I didn't have to turn any switches on, so that suits me fine because I was probably going to put it on a wrong setting. Um, but Luke chapter 18, I'd like to start in there and we'll just um, open with a word of prayer if that's all right. Heavenly Father, we just ask now that you would bless this evening and uh, bless your word to us as we look into what you've given to us in your holy scriptures. We pray that you would bless this and use it for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I'd like to talk uh, just a little bit um, about the Holy Spirit and prayer tonight. And probably only just scratched the surface um, on this, but uh, a few things that... Um, God has blessed me with, um, which I just want to share with you, and uh, I trust it will be a blessing tonight. Uh, Luke chapter 18 and verse 1, um, uh, Jesus says here, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Uh, now I've got a little, <clears throat> a, a little T on the word faint there. Uh, and it says, lose heart. What, what do, you, do you have one there, Andrew? Does yours have a translation? Nothing? It says, um, men ought always to pray and not to faint, to lose heart or to give up or to quit. Now, this here is about six weeks before uh, Christ's crucifixion, so it's getting fairly close to when uh, Jesus will be crucified. And uh, a preacher said the closer it it came to the crucifixion of Christ, the more serious he got in giving his disciples instructions. Um, but don't faint. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. In Colossians 4 verse 2, Paul urges the Colossi church to continue in prayer. Just continue in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17, Paul exhorts the Thessalonican church, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop. And I'd just like to share with you where prayer should start first in our lives. And when I share this with you, you might say, oh, Shada, you're a little bit behind the eight ball. We've been doing this for years. But um, just bear with me. I might be a slow learner. Um, where prayer should start first in our lives. Um, prayer starts first where we talk the most, up in our minds. Um, and sometimes I might think if I don't have a prayer life in my mind, what's the, what's the prayer life going to be just out of my mouth? Prayer, my prayer first starts in my mind. Um, and I've got some verses I want to share with you about this. Uh, Genesis chapter 24, if you have a look at this one with me, that's our um, next passage. Genesis 24. Now, can I learn a lot from listening to somebody pray? Yes, I can. Um, I used to really enjoy listening to Pastor Blake pray. He was the man who was sort of instant in prayer, if you could say. Uh, we'd be walking across, you might have seen this, David, you'd be walking across the car park and you'd be talking to Pastor Blake and he'd say, oh, let's just play about that now. 
and he'd stop, put his hand on your shoulder, or grab you by the arm. It's like, right here? Yep, right here. And we'll just pray about this right now. He was uh, instant in prayer, but I would learn a lot from just listening to him pray. Um, uh, Just recently, um, I had to go to Toowoomba for my uh, brother's uh, baby that died, and we had the funeral on Monday. And uh, just the the second day, day two uh, of the baby uh, passing, I was in the hospital with um, my sister-in-law, and uh, we'd always make sure that someone was bossed beside her uh, for a long, all the time. And uh, any time she woke up, someone would be there and we'd all take it in turns. And um, this lady came in and she was wanting to give uh, Cherry, uh, my sister-in-law, a gift and uh, offer her condolences. And um, she bought in this uh, beautiful little china uh, boot, a baby's boot, and it had uh, a cactus in it. It was just a, re- a really nice gift and a card and a photo of I don't know where she got it from, a photo of mum and bub. Um, but uh, she got this photo and, of course, uh, she bought a flower, an orchid, an orchid this big. I don't know how she got it in because I don't think it'd take flowers into, into the hospital, into ICU, but she bought this in. Um, but she wanted, to, she wanted to give this message of condolences to, um, to Cherry. And uh, she came in and, uh, and she, she went to give this message and she just blubbered all this thing. She could not get it out. She couldn't say a word without crying, and the poor girl, she just messed up a whole message. She got out what she wanted to say, but um, she just um, couldn't do it without crying. And then, and then after she gave the gifts, we, uh, Cherry was very thankful, and um, she, uh, she said, oh, do you mind if I pray for you? And Cherry said, no, not at all. That's, that's fine. Um, when she prayed for Cherry... Boy, you should have heard her prayer. It was just the sweetest, most God-honouring prayer you'd ever heard. And it's like that lady loves the Lord, knows the Lord, and you know that she's been praying in secret before she even came there for Cherry and for the hurt and for the family. So we can learn a lot from people's prayers. I mean, she couldn't even get the message out she wanted to say, um, but boy, could she pray. Uh, Genesis chapter uh, 24 uh, and verse 12. Um, we, we know this story here where Abraham says to um, um, his servant, he says, uh, I want you to go and choose a servant, uh, uh, sorry, a wife, a servant, choose, choose a wife for my son uh, Isaac. And I don't want you to choose uh, from the Canaanites. I want you to go back to where I came from, where they serve my God, our God the creator God, and I want you to bring back a wife. Now, tell me you're going to do this and swear to me. And he made him swear to him. And he says here in verse 12, um, this is the prayer of this servant. Uh, He says, after he's gotten to the place where he needs to be, he says, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. And he goes on to pray uh, this elaborate prayer of uh, how it's going to come to pass, but and you might be aware of um, how he, what he asked for about uh, you know, the, the damsel that comes and feeds, uh, feeds water to him and, and water to the camels. But have a look at verse 45. Uh, in verse 45, he's, he's recounting the story to uh, Rachel's family, um, how, how God's been merciful. And this is how God worked this miracle in showing me the right person for my master's son to be uh, his wife. 
He said in verse 45, and before, I'd be, before I had done speaking in my heart. Uh, Rebecca came forth with her pitcher on the shoulder and she went down unto the well and drew water. Um, so he's praying, this, he's praying this prayer. So I say, oh, oh prayers start in their minds and their hearts. So like, yeah, Shada, I've been doing that for years. So like, well, okay, well, just bear with me because this is exciting to me. Um, uh, 1 Samuel chapter uh, uh, 1 and verse 10. Now, this story here is um, about um, Hannah, and she was praying for a, a child. And um, in verse uh, 10, it says, And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And it goes on to say what, she's, what she prays. She vowed a vow um, about um, what she's requesting of the Lord. Uh, and... In verse 12, and it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord uh, that Eli marked her mouth. Uh, In verse 13, now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she'd been drunken. Now, um, she didn't pray the prayer out loud. She, she prayed, only her lips moved. And, and I thought about what, what people can pray, but they don't actually have the function in their voice box to pray, or maybe their, their tongue doesn't work, or well, something's amiss and they can't pray. Um, and God hears all these prayers. He hears the unspoken prayers. Um, sure, there's prayers that we have to pray out loud. Uh, we opened the service in prayer. Um, we opened the preaching uh, tonight in prayer. Um, audible, par- audible prayers that need to put the demons in their place. They need to be spoken out loud. Acts, cha- Acts chapter 9 is one of those cases where, where Paul turns around uh, because that young girl, she keeps on blaspheming and he turns around and he casts the spirit out of her and he says it audibly. And I've seen this in play myself um, in the Philippines where these um, characters wanted to find some water and they're using the divination rods and they come over and they cross over and then they go this way and they come over and they point back and they cross over and uh, the same foul spirit of divination and we had, these rods were prayed over and they were cancelled out and cut off and they stopped working but that has to be done audibly and there is a time and a place for, for spoken prayers and for audible prayers um, but I like this thought of uh, even these prayers and the prayer uh, starting first in our minds. Um, and this lady here praying in the tabernacle and Eli's watching her. She, he thinks she's drunk. And um, I, do, I don't want to pick on Eli, um, but uh, we just don't know where some people are at when they're hurting. This lady was really hurting. She came into church or into the house of God and uh, Eli just read read it completely the wrong way and um, I've, I've done that before um, and found out later on probably most of the time you, you probably never find out how much you've hurt someone because the person with the hurt sort of takes the, the higher road but um, 
I don't, I don't want to pull an Eli on someone, that's for sure. I want to, um, maybe it was, a, maybe it was a reflection of his spiritual discernment in that time. But um, this prayer walk, if it's okay to say this, this is something, this prayer walk in our mind, where, where prayer will start in our mind, in our heart, this prayer is something that is cultivated. It's something that we need to work on and uh, use in our Christian walk, uh, day in, day out. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3, if you have one look there. Remember our passage in Luke 18. We ought to always pray and not to faint. Don't stop praying. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't quit. Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, and in verse uh, 16, that he, God, uh, God would, would grant you, according to the riches of glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit. Uh, where? In the inner man. Now, where is the inner man? Where's the inner man? Uh, we, we know it as, as, as the soul. The inner man is the soul, the part of, of me that lives on after this, this flesh is gone, after this body is decayed and gone and in the grave, strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Um, uh, a verse I'll read to you in 2 Corinthians uh, 4.16, that the Holy Spirit is dwelling in my soul, in the inner man, which is in the body, 2 Corinthians 4.16 For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. Uh, How? By the Holy Spirit. By his presence. The outward man perishes, but the inward man is renewed day by day. Our bodies don't last forever. They do get old and they do conk out. Uh, Our eyes, um, they get worse. I was at the stage where I had to go and get some uh, glasses, and uh, I won't name any names, but some other people have been there. Um, my, <laughs> my sister asked me we haven't, when we caught up during the funeral and the wake. Uh, my, sis, my sisters were there, and she asked me, how's, "How's your health going? How are you going?" I said, "Oh, good." Three years ago, I had 2020 vision, and she said, "Oh, what happened?" And I said, "It turned 2021." <laughs> And uh, she didn't miss me very much, I don't think. But, um, but our bodies, they just, they, they do conk out and they get old and uh, things change and that's just the way it is. But the Apostle Paul says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we rejoice in the fact that we, we will uh, retire this body and it will go into the grave and we will be forever with God. Um, uh, Romans <clears throat> chapter 7 verses 18 the Apostle Paul says, For I know that in me, that is my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. So the, the Holy Spirit will not be dwelling in the, the flesh part of our body, be dwelling in the soul, but the Holy Spirit dwells within my soul, which is still in the body. And there is that separation at death, uh, which is um, where, the, where the soul leaves the body and goes to be in that forever place, <clears throat> either with the Lord or not with the Lord. Now, the reason why a Christian 
must learn to cultivate this prayer place first is because this is where the Holy Spirit is residing. Um, this is where I learn to talk to God. I do a lot of talking to myself, but this is where I learn to talk to God. This is where I am renewed day by day. This is where I can con- constantly be in the presence of God Almighty because the Comforter has come. Now, does the Holy Spirit help us in prayer? Um, um, our last scripture is in uh, Romans chapter 8. Now, um, just um, uh, dealing with the, the loss of a, uh, a baby uh, with my brother, it's, just, it's not something you can ever prepare for. Um, he asked me to officiate the funeral, which was um, not very nice of him to do that, but I still helped out. Um, but um, I remember as we were changing shifts, and um, being with Cherry, uh, we, Cherry got moved from one ward to another, and Skip hadn't seen her for, for, for you know for quite a while, and uh, it was um, yeah it was all pretty raw, and uh, I remember walking Skipper from the car to the ward, and we had to go through a maze of corridors and everything linking this huge hospital together. Um, but uh, I remember looking at his body language along the way and every now and then he would just, you know, gather himself and summons as much power or energy or something, just get it, gather himself together for meeting his wife because it was, it was just sad. It's like as soon as he sees her, it's just going to be really tough and he wanted to be here, be there for her. Then we go down another corridor, up an elevator, then down another long one, and there'd be another moment where he'd stop and just pause and, and gather himself. And I thought, well, we've got to stop here. So we, we found a set of stairs. I said, come in here. We need to just pray over this and ask God to help us. So we stopped there and we, we prayed and asked God just to help us and calm him and calm the whole situation. And um, I felt a lot of spiritual oppression as well at that time. Um, Cherry's family's Catholic and um, her, her mother's, you know, she's lost. She needs Christ. Um, she was literally bashing my chest because she's just got so much sorrow. She did, she, there's no hope. Um, and I shared at the funeral that, you know, the child um, from uh, 1 Samuel when David lost his boy, I said, I can't bring him back. I can go to him. I mean, but... Uh, she doesn't have that hope because she's lost. And that was, it was very evident when she was beating on my chest and crying and sobbing. But we prayed over this and we went up the next corridor and I don't know how to explain this, this is probably not even correct, but it felt, with Skip beside me, it felt like I was flanked by angels on this side and angels on that side just walking up this corridor and uh, nothing can by any means harm us. This is what it felt like. But, um, and then, I took him into the room and uh, I just had to leave him and just shut the door and I went down the hallway. But um, it was, um, does the Holy Spirit help us in prayer? Um, uh, Romans 8 verse 26. 
The Bible reads, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And um, in that, I see that when we can't even pray properly, we can't even say those words. Just like that lady, she couldn't even get a message out. She couldn't even say what she wanted to say. But when we pray and we mix it all up and we get all our worms confused, God takes that and he, the Holy Spirit takes that and gives it to God and makes intercession for us. And thank God for that. Thank God for that. And I encourage you to look into those um, two examples where prayer is first cultivated in the mind. And, you know, we've got instruction to pray without ceasing. How do you do that? You can't just mumble all day. You've got to answer people. You've got to have conversations. Well, blokes may be less. But you've got to have conversations with people. Um, but what's stopping us from being in prayer all day? What's stopping us from cultivating that prayer life first in our mind and getting, uh, getting the will of God and praying and then allowing the Holy Spirit to take that because he's right there with us. He's right there dwell, indwelling in us. So we've got him right there with us. He, prom- he promised, he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. How's that going to work out practically? Because the comforter has come. He's been given to us. So um, I guess we don't need to fight it. We just need to cultivate it. Um, so I trust that's been a help. It's a, pra- it's a practical thing, and that's me, um, tradie. I'll give you a practical um, uh, Bible lesson, maybe. But um, thanks for your time tonight.